You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and foot model. And you can find out more about me by visiting my website, mimifootnip.com. You can also email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com uh, if you have questions that you'd like me to talk about on the podcast if you have questions for me if you have questions for the community if you have stories if you have ideas if you have uh, fantasies whatever anything pedal pumping related that you'd like to share with the community you can email me that and I want to speaking of community thank my community of patrons over on patreon Tevin Jim Riker not a golfer Rayshawn Eric F Eric J Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havaianas Fan, Austin, Mark, Miss Jess, Joe, Major Dave, and Harrison. Thanks, guys, so much for supporting this podcast. Uh, you know, this podcast, when I first started it a couple years back, um, we're in year three now of podcasting. We just had like a two year anniversary in March, and we were using Anchor, which is now. Spotify for podcasters or something like that and there's going to be a lot of changes coming so if things get goofy um, that may be why let me know send me an email if like the advertising or so I don't know I'm not really sure what to expect but of course it kind of sounds like they're making it more complicated and kind of making it like you have to meet all these like thresholds every month in order to keep um earning advertising money on the podcast, which by the way is about like, it's a fraction of a penny per download. So as you can imagine, (laughs) I'm not getting rich on the podcast. In fact, it's kind of a wash when you consider like the amount of time. But anyway, I'm not complaining about that. I do. This is a labor of love. I do it because I want to. And Really, the patrons on Patreon really are the folks who support, financially support this podcast. And I do deeply, deeply appreciate that. Um, I think for me, a big part of that is the fact that there are people who are willing to put their hard-earned money behind this podcast makes me feel like I'm doing something of value in the world. And I that means a lot to me. It's more than just like dollars in the bank. It's it's like your support, your genuine support of the podcast really helps. So anyway, let's get into the podcast. We'll do the little commercial break and then I'll jump right in. I've got an email from a listener that I'm going to share. All right, jumping into it. Part two, The Stranded Silverado. Tom waved and watched as Meredith's BMW pulled out of his driveway and sped off, his mind swimming with excitement, arousal, and a bit of apprehension. Could it really be that all his all-time favorite fantasy, the one over which he had craved and downloaded clips and written stories, was going to become true to life in the flesh? Would it be like he imagined? He hadn't been with a woman in a car that wouldn't start for decades. In fact, the last time he believed he may have even been still in high school. He had kept his arousal a secret, obviously, and the woman had remained oblivious to what she was causing. Nonetheless, he still remembered it fondly as one of his very rare cranking experiences. 
this was going to be different. Meredith knew about his fetish now, had taken the time to read his message and seemed to understand what parts of it turned him on. And now she was even willing to partake. For him, spectacular. He suddenly hoped that it wasn't all going to feel overly contrived. Nothing could ruin a clip or a scene like fake acting or monotonous, uninterested movements. So he estimated that a real world experience might be affected the same by those things. If he related that letdown feeling to a real world cranking scenario, the effects could be long lasting. He decided that his plan would be to let Meredith do her own thing for this round to see how she used her Mustang experience in university to deal naturally with another hard-to-start vehicle. Later on, they could add more creative dialogue, scenarios, and other elements if he needed to, and if she was willing to play with these details. After considerable time, Meredith pulled back into the driveway and Tom walked out to greet her. As she swung her legs out of her sporty lowered BMW and stood up, Walking slowly around the front fender, Tom's heart skipped a beat. Meredith looked nothing short of positively striking. She wore a ladies' studded denim short jacket, suited for the crisp but pleasant day, over a thin floral top. Her chosen black skirt clearly had a bit of stretch to it from the way it encased the lovely curves of her hips and the outside of her upper thighs. The short hemline ended at mid-thigh, making the miniskirt too short for the classroom, but perfect to be flirtatious on a date. Her shapely legs were bare and toned with a slight golden tan. She had been tanning them all summer. They looked perfect and soft to the touch, even from a few yards away. She wore a pair of black sandals with a four-inch stiletto heel, a thin sole and open toe. Tom noted that she had color-coordinated her fingernail polish, toenail polish, and even her lipstick to be a dark, rich red. She wore her hair down, and silver-studded earrings and a pair of black Wayfarer sunglasses completed the look. Meredith smiled as she walked up the driveway, swaying her curvy hips as her calves flexed and high heels clicked seductively on the concrete. She playfully struck a pose, hand on one hip, one leg extended in front of her, and then did a slow pirouette. She faced him again and ran one fingernail under his chin. Her voice, a low, seductive purr, she peered over her sunglasses and addressed him. Good morning again, my captain. Like what you see? I, um, I don't even know what to say. You're perfect. Hey, can I take pictures? Tom stumbled, trying to realign his inner cool. All in good time, my love, Meredith replied, laughing softly. She led him by the hand to the passenger side of her car, then strolled back to the driver's side, heels clicking as he got in and fastened his seatbelt. Tom allowed his eyes to openly feast on Meredith and her perfect legs as she slid behind the wheel. The clingy fabric of her snug black skirt slid up easily along the soft bare flesh of her legs to mid-upper thigh. Meredith pushed in the clutch, flexing her left leg straight out, 
pressed the start button, and gave the engine a few quick revs just for fun, then looked over at Tom's bashful expression. His eyes were shrouded by his issued Ray-Ban aviator sunglasses, but his flushed complexion and bashful expression must have given him away. They had, of course, been intimate before, but this drive was to be different, very singular and targeted on his fetishes. Meredith smiled. Oh, honey, no getting shy on me now. This will be fun. Don't worry. With that, she reached over and gently cradled Tom's hand in hers, placing it firmly on her right thigh. The flesh was shapely and toned, yet soft and yielding. The skin slightly warmed by the sun and smooth as silk. Between processing the butterflies in his stomach, Tom concluded that she must have shaven her legs and treated her skin with a smoothing cream very recently, as they felt perfect. Meredith slipped the gear selector into first and slipped the clutch, pulling away into the bright sunny morning. Watching her drive was a joy. She was very adept at driving a manual transmission in heels, and Tom watched blissfully as she worked the pedals in her sexy sandals. The red toenail polish gleamed in the sun. Meredith's left leg pumped occasionally as she buried the clutch with each shift, feathering the gas pedal. Tom rubbed her thigh gently and allowed himself to relax and take it all in. She was a vision. Once they were cruising in sixth gear, Meredith didn't stop doing footwork. She sang happily along with the radio and pumped her left-heeled sandal into the floor mat rhythmically, causing her relaxed thigh to ripple ever so slightly with each pump. Tom imagined her pumping the gas pedal in a similar fashion and became even harder than he already was. He shifted slightly to minimize the pressure in his jeans. After about 10 minutes, she pulled off the highway onto a dirt road with a large barn and farmhouse. The old red and white pickup truck was in the driveway along with a newer truck. She guided the BMW toward the front door, then shut it off and kissed Tom on the cheek. Come meet the relatives, babe, she said and swung her legs out of the car. Meredith's aunt and uncle were quite friendly. My, my, don't you look lovely, Meredith's aunt said, doting over her. She made no comment about the length of Meredith's revealing miniskirt or her sexy stiletto sandals. Perhaps her aunt was one of those cool sex-positive women, Tom wondered. They made a bit of small talk, just catching up. It was, altogether, a pleasant experience. Discussion turned to the truck. Meredith's uncle pressing, pressed the keys into her hand. Now. It's not perfect, of course, a little rough around the edges. It hasn't been started in a while, so give it lots of gas, but the battery should be okay. I can go warm it up if you like. Tom silently cheered as Meredith gently waved off the suggestion. Oh no, that's fine. I'm sure we can manage. Her uncle seemed satisfied with her response. Okay, dear, just let us know how you get on and if there's any issues. Meredith jingled the keys and squeezed Tom's arm as they walked outside and towards the truck. Okay, let's just go down the road a bit and come back. 
Do you want to drive it? I mean, we're getting it for us, so maybe you want to see how it drives too? How about you go first, Tom replied with a small grin. Meredith nodded back slowly, her lips spreading into a mischievous smile. Ah, yes, you will want me to do the first cult start, won't you? I bet you're already curious how much I'll need to pump it. Meredith did the same thing as with her BMW, letting Tom in first, then sliding behind the wheel and allowing her, allowing her skirt to ride up naturally. Tom watched with butterflies buzzing in anticipation, trying to take it all in and capture the scene in his mind. He purposely turned his body slightly to survey Meredith behind the wheel, her shapely form and curvaceous legs trailing down to where she rested her soft, pedicured foot and sandal on the swing-mounted GMC gas pedal. It was the older, long, rectangular style, twin vertical strips of grip, textured black rubber, the one that may, may also find in an old 70s Nova or Trans Am. Meredith leaned forward and slipped the key into the ignition, turned it until the dash lights came on and pumped the gas pedal one, two, three times, rocking her sandal on its heel and making her bare thigh bounce slightly. Her red pedicured toes pressed firmly into the floor mat each time. She turned the key and the Chevy cranked and cranked then stumbled and teased a bit, then stalled. She pumped the gas pedal four more times, a little faster. The sound of the swing-mounted pedal slapping the rubber floor mat was overlaid with her soft whisper of encouragement. Pump, 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 pump. Come on, sweetheart. Let's go. Start for mama. Tom's fear of a contrived setting rapidly faded away. Meredith appeared to be a natural at this. He wondered if she was talking to the truck because it was natural or because she had read that detail out of the many items in his confession letter. Either way, the devil was in the details, and the details were heavenly. This time, the Chevy cranked with more speed. Meredith pumped in quick but gentle presses on the gas pedal, and the 350 V8 sprang to life. She gently revved to clear it out, patting the dashboard and quietly addressing the truck. There we go. Good girl. As the engine began to warm up, Meredith ran her fingers over the red vinyl bench seat and then looked invitingly at Tom and purred, Benefits of a bench seat? Come here, honey. Slide right over next to me. Meredith patted the seat beside her and Tom eagerly moved over to cuddle and rest his hand on her leg. She tapped the gas to dis disengage the fast idle, put the truck in drive, and gently pressed the gas pedal down again. It actually ran quite well, likely aided by the fact that it had now warmed up. Meredith reached the end of the driveway and turned left in order to stay on the two-lane blacktop for a bit, then turned down another dirt road. After a few miles, she pulled a three-point turn to head back towards the main road. It drives pretty well, honey, and my uncle would tell me if he didn't think it was good to go. What you think? I'd say I'm ready to make him an offer, Tom said, patting Meredith's leg gently. As they got closer to the main road, the Chevy began to shudder and stumble a bit. Unknown to them, some old dirt from the fuel tank was collecting in the fuel filter and beginning to cut off flow. Meredith pumped the gas pedal gently, and it seemed to smooth out. Hmm, she mused. That was odd. 
Suddenly, the hesitation got much worse. The old truck began to lurch, and the red dash lights flickered on the edge of a stall. Meredith murmured softly, Uh-oh, I think she's going to stall on me. She began pumping the gas pedal in rapid, gentle presses halfway to the floor. Tom could feel her soft leg bobbing under his hand. No luck. The Chevy conked out, red lights illuminating on the dash. A flood of adrenaline and tingles rushed through Tom. Could this really be happening? He forced himself to stay quiet and focus on Meredith's natural reactions. Meredith coasted to a stop and put it in neutral. She pumped the gas pedal twice and turned the key. The 380 V8 cranked briskly, stumbled, and stalled. Meredith immediately tried the key again, this time pumping gently as it cranked. Another crank and stall. Meredith sighed, tapping the fuel gauge with her red fingernail and speaking softly. Well, you're not out of gas. What's up, old girl? Are you flooded? Come on, baby. Let's go. This time, Meredith shoved the gas pedal all the way to the floor. Her gloss red pedicured toes pressed firmly in her sandal and her leg almost completely straight. She turned the key, holding it firmly to the start position, her red fingernails standing out against the chrome ignition. The truck cranked over, teased, and settled into a steady, dry cranking rhythm. Tom was almost overcome with all the sensations, especially when Meredith started whispering sweetly to the truck, Come on, baby. Start for me. Let's go. She held the key over, determined to make it start, and in response, the Chevy's V8 just cranked and cranked and cranked. After a few more long seconds... Meredith simultaneously moved her sandal higher up on the pedal and began to pump it in a series of quick, forceful, urgent thrusts using her leg instead of her ankle, causing her to bounce in the seat. Tom felt her soft skin rubbing against his hand as her bare thigh bounced up and down furiously, the back of her leg smacking the vinyl seat. Pump, 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 as she continued to stare at the dash and verbally coax the truck in a soft, sweet voice. Come on, come on, baby, let's go. Come on, start. You can do it. Start for me, honey. Oh, come on. Just catch already. Finally, she let go of the key. Shit, I'm probably just flooding it now. Meredith looked over at a very flushed and very aroused Tom and burst out laughing. Babe, I swear I didn't plan this. I really can't get her to start again. Tom blushed and shifted in his seat. The experience was becoming one of the most intense things he'd ever experienced. He spoke carefully. We aren't that far from your uncle's place. He could probably even tow it back with his tractor if you wanted to call him. He wanted Meredith to feel comfortable. If a legit stranding was too stressful, he wanted her to have a way out. Meredith sighed gently and then smiled. Hmm, maybe. But maybe this is exactly where you want to be with me, darling. I'll call him, but not yet. Maybe I can still get her to start. What do you think, babe? Meredith bit her bottom lip gently and then scooted forward in the seat, once again moving her heeled sandal more toward the top of the swing-mounted gas pedal. Her next phrase made Tom almost orgasm on the spot as if he wasn't close enough already. Maybe if I just keep pumping the hell out of it. End of part two.